Jedediah Jenkins' parents once walked across America, ending their journey in Florence, Oregon, which, if you began in Chicago and kept walking west, uh, west as far as you could possibly go, that's where you would land. When he turned 30, he picked up where his parents left off, and decided to travel from Oregon to the bottom of the world. In other words, to go south as far in one direction as he could to Patagonia, Chile. Only he would bike, not walk. His story is told in a wonderful video called A Thousand Year Journey, which I would highly recommend. When asked the obvious question, why would you do this? Jedediah said, I decided at age 27 that I would do something radically different when I turned 30. Living a life of predictable patterns, I was starting to realize that routine is the enemy of time. In 27 short years, he had already noticed that his life, his days, his focus, his imagination were bordered by daily routines. And when he discovered the Pan American Highway, he knew immediately that that is what he was supposed to do. My route, my new routine, he said, was whatever looked best that day. Road by road, I listened to what the locals told me, and I followed their advice. In other words, Jedediah had a destination but no route. He knew where he was heading to the bottom of the world, literally, but he didn't know necessarily how to get there. This is the final sermon in our fall series entitled Flourish. It was inspired by the Harvard Human Flourishing Project, which discovered that aligning our lives with a faith community And becoming engaged in its practices equips us to steer away from risky behaviors, from addictions, from mental health issues that can upend our lives. In other words, we can flourish when we are part of a faith community and engage in its practices. And so this fall, we have looked at those practices. We've considered how reading God's word can lead us to a place of no danger. We've reflected on grounding our lives in generosity, praying the prayer of examine, praising God with the gift of music, holding the moral compass we find in a community of faith, loving the other by pursuing hospitality with zeal, 
Discernment through trilateralization, locating our place, orienting our lives with the Bible, our baptism, and the cross. And today we look at our final Christian practice, that of pilgrimage. The Christian pilgrimage is a journey undertaken with purpose. It's typically for the good of the soul. On a pilgrimage, one might seek God or seek a better understanding of oneself and one's role in God's world. Mark and I are starting our 15th year here in Grand Rapids. In that time, we have lived in two homes within 50 yards apart. And as many of you know, to navigate the transitions of our days after our kids go to school, maybe when we come home from work, if we have a conversation that needs to take place, maybe at the end of the night, we take a walk down Wealthy Street to Reed's Lake and then come back home. We might do this two, three, four, five, six times a day. If we have time, we walk to the lake and either turn right or turn left and then walk back around a little longer loop. Conservatively counting over the 15 years, we have walked those same steps 5,110 times. But since there are days when we walk two to three times, realistically speaking, I suspect the count is closer to 20,440. We talk about going in a different direction, but we rarely do. Our familiar path doesn't require a plan. It doesn't require that we discuss or negotiate where we're going. We both know the direction we're going. We know who walks their dogs. We know when the sprinklers go off. We know who decorates for Christmas or for Halloween. We know the shopkeepers and the restaurant managers who come in early and leave late. We don't have to think about what we are doing or who we will see. Occasionally someone will say, I think I saw you. Were you walking late Friday night? And my response is, I don't know. I don't remember. Was I? Probably. Like Jedediah, I could say routine is the enemy of time. And though there's certain value in routines, at some point I wonder if we just stop paying attention. Stop noticing what's happening around us or 
who's surrounding us. God must know this. For it seems that as long as God has been interacting with people, God has been telling them to go. To walk away from what you know. Go go towards the unknown. Adam and Eve were told they could not stay. Cain and Abel were told they must go their separate ways. The Lord told Abram, go from your country, from your people, and from your father's household to a land that I will show you. Moses could not stay in Egypt, but nor could he stay in hiding, tending his father-in-law's sheep. The newly formed people of Israel could not stay in Egypt as a tribe of ex-slaves. They couldn't even march right to the promised land. They had to wander for 40 years. Jonah couldn't stay home. He tried, and when he found himself on a boat, he had to jump overboard just to get back to something familiar. But the fish swallowed him up and kept him moving forward. And not surprisingly, Jesus uses that same strategy. We see it in the verses that Corbin read. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon and Peter, or Simon and Andrew. And they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said. And going from there, he saw two other brothers, James and John, and he called to them. And immediately they left and followed him. His final words to the disciples before he ascended into heaven were not, go home, get a blanket, curl up on the couch. He didn't say that. Instead, he said, go. Go and make disciples of all nations. Followed with the promise, surely I am with you always. We hear this story over and over again, and it seems that part of the Christian life is to hit the road, to make a pilgrimage. This past summer, our high school youth heard that call to go, and although I knew every day where they were going, we had no idea who we would meet, what it would feel like to travel those roads, or what we would learn about ourselves and about God. I've invited two of our youth to come forward and to tell you about their experience. First, I invite my daughter, Hallie Varger Elliott. Good morning. My name is Hallie Varger Elliott, and I am a senior at East Grand Rapids High School. I had the pleasure of going on the Foundations of Faith trip to Italy. It wasn't like the other mission trips our youth group has experienced. Typically, our trips focus on a project that needs to be accomplished. For example, we built a wall, painted a room, and packed hundreds of lunches. 
This trip was a pilgrimage. A pilgrimage is about going to new places and seeing the world in our lives through God's eyes. I'd like to tell you about two people that we met. First, Mohammed. Mohammed is a 22-year-old college student from Syria who lives at Kasakara's retreat center, where we also stayed. He agreed to tell us about his life and tragedies in Syria, but asked us not to take videos or pictures. He explained that if anyone in Syria saw his pictures or heard his words, they might punish or harm his family. He shared the story of watching his community go from a peaceful place with schools, restaurants, and sports stadiums to arrests, divisions, and bombings. He talked about his friends and family members who have been tortured and killed. The Waldensian Church in Italy offered him housing and and support as he seeks asylum. He hasn't seen his parents in over five years. He can only Facebook message them about generic topics, knowing that his conversations are monitored. And yet he still has hope because of the good people who show him God's love. We also met Giordano. He wasn't always the manager of the grounds at Casacaras. Ten years ago, he was a banker in London, where he realized if the electricity went out and the grocery stores closed, he would be completely helpless. He thought of his grandfather and father who lived near Casacaras. They didn't have much money, but they could grow their own food and repair things around the house. He decided to leave London and go back home to Tuscany, where he learned to plant and harvest a garden, build a fence out of old wood, and repair and sorry, <laughs> and repair instead of replace items. Giordano took great pride in his work, especially the 750 olive trees he nurtures throughout the year. In October, he takes the olives to a local press and bottles the olive oil. Though he works hard, Giordano finds great joy and satisfaction in simple pleasures of a well-built fence, a bountiful garden, and a newly varnished 400-year-old door. Learning about the lives of Mohammed and Giordano and hearing about their journey from Syria and London back to Tuscany allowed us to hear how God inspires, challenges, and renews others. This pilgrimage gave us a new understanding of the world and how God can use our lives to make a difference. Thank you for the opportunity for growing on this pilgrimage. Bonjourna. My name is Emma Wirt, and I am a junior at East Kern Rapids High School. <clears throat> this past summer, 32 youth from this congregation embarked on a journey to Italy, accompanied by seven wonderful chaperones. You might call it a pilgrimage. God took us to new places. We spent nine days walking in the footsteps of Paul and seeing the world around us in brand new ways. You may remember that last summer, 
As a congregation, we explored ways of knowing God through our senses. In Italy, we had the experience of a lifetime learning about God by focusing on our five senses. Through sight, we were able to see things that we had never seen before. We saw the Roman Colosseum, the Sistine Chapel, and the Statue of David. We spent time looking into the lives of others, and we saw the hospitality that so many Italians offered to us, as well as the life of refugees who had come seeking safety. We saw the skills of hardworking people, like Luigi, our bus driver, who drove our bus through Tuscan villages with only six inches of clearance on both sides. Or Chef Danielle, who prepared pasta and fresh vegetables that became the delicious meals that we enjoyed. Through smell, we enjoyed the most amazing foods and learned about a culture that puts more time and effort into great meals around, table with, around the table with friends and family. We tasted and smelled everything from the olive oil grown on the trees at Casa Carey's to oregano growing wild in the fields. <coughs> Through our ears, we heard Italian and English prayers and music as we worshipped with the congregation in Florence. Our group became a choir as we sang Amazing Grace to their congregation. We heard the stories of refugees from Syria and other African countries. We had the opportunity to touch and to help others around us. We learned how to cut down a field of bamboo, build a fence from scraps of wood, pick apricots, and split them for drying. We even learned how to prune and irrigate olive trees. Through the work of our hands, we were told that we completed the equivalent of six months of labor for the groundskeeper at Casa Carey's. As we circled up at night for devotions, we could easily see the transition of our faith from the first to the last night of the trip. Through our senses, we learned about the amazing world that God has created and has given us not just to enjoy, but to take care of. We learned about people from all over the world who speak other languages and who li- whose lives look much different from ours. Yet our senses remind us that even though these differences are great, as children of God, we are united. We are required to take care for each other and to work alongside of each other. Finally, I just want to say thank you for generously supporting our pilgrimage. Without you, none of us could have taken these steps, which allowed our faith to grow to brand new levels. Please stop by our table during coffee hour to pick up a gift of our gratitude. Grazie. Over and over again throughout scripture and throughout our lives, God puts us on a new road. God makes us move. I suspect there are reasons why we can't stay where we are. Maybe we're stuck. Our routines have dulled our creativity and lowered our expectations. We've lost the ability to imagine anything new God might be doing. And so like a mother and a baby bird, God needs to nudge us out of the nest. Or maybe we simply can't see the world from where we are standing. We are called to love others and to care for the world, but it's hard to see beyond the familiarity of our days. We've not only stopped noticing the world around us, but we've stopped looking. 
or maybe a holy distraction, a holy discontentment is stirring in our hearts. The more we know God, the more we see that all is not well. Things are not the way they should be. We can do better than this. And so we step out confident that God has work for us to do. I'm wondering, is God calling you this morning to move? To put your foot on a path to follow him. Of course, not everyone can hit the road. And being on a pilgrimage does not always mean that we need to go all that far. Perhaps it's something as simple as sitting in a new pew next Sunday. I'm, I'm working with you. Or talking to somebody you don't know at coffee hour. Joining a Bible study. Going to a workshop after the service. Taking a new way home. Adopting a new holiday tradition. Speaking about his long trip from Oregon to Patagonia, Jedediah said in an interview that after countless popped tires, language barriers, a bout of food poisoning, the horrible and beautiful endless Andes, nasty trucks blasting black smoke in his face, and ATMs eating his card, it was all worth it. Day by day on his ever-changing route, it was as if he saw the world around him for the very first time. And when he finally reached his destination, he was filled with such awe. It was a moment of such intense beauty, he was simply at a loss for words. Looking back, he said, this trip taught him to see. As he puts it, the road awakened in him a childlike attention to detail, to mystery. And he's braver now than he used to be, more confident, he said, and even wise. All along, I think God knows that about us. For when we step out into a pilgrimage, when we put ourselves into the unknown, something happens. We learn to trust the one who is calling. And then we build confidence in ourselves as we learn to listen to the one we follow. In other words we begin to flourish. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. 
Amen.